Let's put our hand together and give God praises and say hallelujah. How many of you thank God for his truth marching on? Amen. How many of you thank him that his truth is marching on? Give him a praise. We thank the Lord for the water baptism in his name, the knowledge that he's God and there's no other, for the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, for the Spirit of God give utterance, for abiding steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Thank the Lord for our wonderful board of bishops, our presiding bishop, Bishop R.J. McLeod, senior bishop, Bishop Adrian Shaw, and all of the board of bishops. Thank God for this host of elders and ministers that are here. Thank God for Sister Cowan, our first lady, and thank God for her. And I like to say to the musicians in choir, you have done a wonderful job in praise team. We've been here every night, and you didn't disappoint me. Now we got 21 more Sunday nights for revival. So I'll be having revival every Sunday night for 21 nights. And enjoy this young guitar player tonight, too. Took me back to the 80s and 90s. They don't play like that. I had to look back. You got to become a familiar face right here. Good to see you and good to have you tonight. Stand with me. Thank God. I, I haven't said much, but I do thank God for it. It's so good to see Sister Edith tonight. She's been here with us. And my precious mother, thank God for you. Last, last month, 51 years ago, she birthed me into this world, and we thank God for her. She's a, she's a silent lady, and she don't say much, but I think we ought to give the Lord a hand for her tonight. You know, I always tell you this, none of us, uh, my, we had two boys and three girls, and our father wasn't in the house None of us turned out to be sissy, sweet, sweet and low, down low. None of them lows. Because uh, she was a woman at all times. I'd never seen my mother not be a woman. She taught us how to be men. She was not controlling. She was not manipulative. She, she, when we got a certain place, she released us to be men and respected us as men. Mothers, you'll have faggots. Uh, either you'll have very, very uh, mentally disturbed, abusive men if you don't let them see woman all time. Now, she beat me like a man, but she loved me like a woman. But that, but that, that, that time come for and none of us turned out lazy. None of us turned out sissified because she just knew how to keep, and, and even with your daughters, I don't know why I'm saying this, but don't be so controlling. Be firm, but be motherly. And then I say this, she's very motherly. Women today, many of them are not nurturing. She's a nurturing woman. I, I call a little boy and just lay on her and hold her, and she just hold me back, rock me as a little boy. You see, those are things that are very important. I don't know why I got on this message, but let me go back. All right, let's go back. Maybe that's another message, amen. But uh, somebody needed to hear that. Somebody needed to hear that. Somebody needed to hear that. You can't, as women, be walking around the house yelling all the time, hollering all the time. Just yelling all the time. Your voice is so tough and rough. You just yell, 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 yell. You can't do that. In, in the house, when we heard our mother yell, it was sudden wrong. It was like the fire alarm went off. Because we knew it was sudden. If we heard, if we heard what y'all do? Get this house. We heard it. We said, uh-oh, somebody done something. There's going to be trouble around here. 
because she carried herself in a womanly demeanor. And I think we ought to give God a hand praise for this woman. People wonder, I've pastored for over 30 years, and my mother has not been a member of the church that I passed. And people wonder why my mother hasn't been a member of the church that I pastored, because it was to her, she felt like it could have been a conflict of interest. We had a few times when, you know, Mother Miles and her, they had that little, little, little challenge because I was a, a boy, her son. My mother, so that it wouldn't be that type of conflict so that she wouldn't have that kind of influence or try to be a controlling woman. She joined the church and drive all the way past, drive all the way past Arbondale to go to Lakeland, the church, because she wanted to make sure she respected me as that man. Didn't want to be in that position to seem as if she, she, she wanted to be, and, and, and she wouldn't have, uh, uh, you know, been controlling, but she did not want to be there and that sight to be there that I even have that second notion. So that, that, that's a blessing, amen? amen. <laughs> Some of y'all have been there like Mary, make this wine. <laughs> All right, let me go to the book of Deuteronomy 22 and 10. Standing feet, read with me if you will. Deuteronomy 22 and 10. Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. I want to speak with you from the message disconnecting from the ass. Disconnecting from the ass. Now don't you look at me and think I cuss. That's what you did when you told that child what you told him. I'll say mule for you all. Some of y'all look so funny. You can be seated. I'm going to finish. I'm going to give you what God gave me. Disconnecting from the as. Amen. Disconnecting from the mule, the jackass, the animal, whatever you call it. But we're going to disconnect it. This, uh, the Bible is unique and good to see Ella Brimrich with us tonight. I sung, my, I sung my first song in church with him. Amen. Good friend of mine. Amen. God bless you. Love you. I, I want you to get this in your mind. Get this in your spirit. When you look at the Old Testament, it is the laws of God from Genesis to, you got Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, five books of law, which are called the Pentateuchs, and the Pentateuchs, uh, the laws of God and the laws of Israel. And when you look at the laws of God and the laws of Israel, if you'll take time to uh, do investigation of those scriptures, you'll see that it had a very complex legal system, somewhat like we have today. You have the uh, criminal law and you have the civil law. You have torts. You have all of these different laws that are uh, in the legal system. Agricultural laws. You have human right laws. You have health laws. You have, again, criminal laws. But this particular scripture, you have what is called sundry laws, which is a whole bunch of laws that God just throws out. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. In the midst of those laws are laws that deal with animal cruelty. Uh, and so God says in this particular text of scriptures, uh, because it's animal cruelty, I do not want you to plow with an ox and an ass together because they have two different natures. And because they have two nature, two different natures, one will hurt the other if you connect them up. An ass or a mule can be stubborn, has his own way and his own will, and doesn't want to move sometimes. Whereas an ox sometimes want to move forward. And if you have an ox that want to go, and an ass that does not want to go, that friction could break the neck of the ass or it could hurt the ox. 
So God said, when plowing, don't let them plow together. And I want you to get something. Uh, the book of Deuteronomy and these sun-dry laws are very, very peculiar laws because Paul reveals to us that when God speaks of these animals, he's really not talking about animals, although it's written in that time, but the mystery of that, he was talking about leaderships and pastors and people. He uses the term ass and he connects it sometime with people to, to give an illustration of what kind of character they have. For instance, he called Ephraim a wild ass. Go to the book of Hosea chapter 8 and, eight, eight and 9. Now please, y'all stay here for the whole message because some of y'all will have a revelation that said, pastor said it's all right to call him that. Amen. Don't leave before I finish. Some of y'all, it's on the tip of your tongue anyway. So I got to make sure I get you straight. Amen. Y'all with me? Hosea 8 and 9. Hosea 8 and 9. Look at it real good. Hosea 8 and 9. For thou, for they are gone up to Assyria, a wild ass alone by himself. Ephraim has hired Lover, so he called him a wild ass. So this is the the the, the definition of that particular uh, character of those people. Go to First Corinthians chapter nine. First Corinthians nine. All right. Paul speaks in First Corinthians chapter nine, and he says uh, 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 in verse nine and nine, for it is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that threaded out the corn, doeth God take care of the oxen, or said he it together for our sake, for our sakes, no doubt that, it, that this is written, that he that plowed shall plow in hope. So what Paul is essentially saying, when God says the ox, he's really talking about the pastor or the leader. He calls him the ox, and he calls Ephraim an ass. I'm talking about disconnecting from asses or disconnecting from mules because as a pastor being an ox, sometimes there are people who are in the church that carry the characteristics of a mule. They are stubborn. They are rebellious. They have their own will. This is 21 night. And you have to be careful not to connect with them because they can hinder the process. This is also important when you get married. Make sure that you do not connect with a mule. Because if you're going in that direction and they're going in that direction, there's going to be a problem. If you're over committees, if you're over departments, if you're over, y'all with me here tonight? Now, I didn't come to have pacifiers tonight. I come to give you what God has given you. God says, don't plow with those kind of people. And not only that, sometimes they're in your family, sometimes they're friends, and I think there's a lot of people here tonight who are really trying to go forward with the Lord, and you find yourself not really being able to move forward, and some of you all are wondering, you know, after 10 years, after 15 years, why haven't I been able to grow spiritually? Well, some of you have connected with some of the mules of the church, Some of you have connected with some of the people in the church that don't have that mentality to move forward. You can't connect with gossipers and negative people who speak negativity all the time and expect to go forward. You can't expect people that we're going, our vision is going one way and they're going that way for us to move forward. And if you have something that's connected that doesn't want to move, even, even though God is blessing you, it can slow you down. So you got to learn how to disconnect with people that are not going in the right direction. Or going. And let me tell you something. Everybody that's saved ain't connected material. It doesn't mean that you're not saved. It just means that we're not compatible. And sometimes what bothers us 
is we think compatibility automatically comes because of you are spiritual. But every person compatible can't work together. And sometimes because we can't work together, we won't work at all. Maybe God does want you to do that, but you just haven't found the right link or the right person. But I'm, this year, I'm concerned about connecting with the right people. People that are moving in the same direction that I'm going. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? I believe that God has much for us. And I believe that we're going in a direction that God has us. And I believe that we're going to see God move like never before. But I will be certainly... Uh, be delusional if I thought that everybody in this church was heading in the same direction. If I thought that everybody in this church had the best interest of the church in mind, I would be fooling myself. Uh, that would be a delusion. Uh, I, 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 and let me tell you something. We, we, Sometimes we like to close our eyes to what exists because it doesn't make us feel good to see these things. But you'll never be able to deal with them if you don't realize they're there. So sometimes we'd rather shut our eyes to things or not hear. Uh, sometimes when, when people are telling you about something wrong or something negative or something, we, like, we don't want to hear it, but because you don't hear it don't mean it's not there. Because you don't see it doesn't mean that you're not, it's not there. You see, some of us have that turtle mentality. And a, and a turtle, when he's in the road and about to be hit by a car, about to be hit by a semi, the turtle will stick his head in the shell. And he thinks because of his head is in the shell that he's not around danger. Because you close your eyes don't mean it doesn't still exist. You got to learn how to open your eyes, face the reality of what's there, and deal with what's there. And many times... I believe that there are places that we could be further in the kingdom of God and further even in our mission, that where we're trying to go. Uh, but there are some people who are dead weight. And you have to realize when you got dead weight, you have to realize that. Uh, 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 yo, boy, y'all so quiet. Y'all been shouting and running and flipping 21 nights. But the reality of it is, it's there. And if we're going to move forward this year, you've got to learn how to disconnect. Sometimes we got people who are in our lives, their opinion is too valuable to us. How they feel is too, too valuable. And there are some moves we can't make until we get their permission. Or until we speak to them. Make sure your counsel is right. Because if your counsel doesn't have vision, if your counsel does not have... See, let, let, let me share something with you. It is not what you say that can hinder. It is not what comes out of your mouth that can hinder. But there is a spirit that can be on people. That is a hindering spirit. There are some people who have never said anything, they've never verbalized anything out of their mouth, but they have negative spirits and negative attitudes. The way they look when you say certain things, the way they respond, they have no zealousness about it. Uh, you say, oh, oh, you know what, I'm so excited, the church is getting ready to build a building. Like, oh, oh, well, that's good. Oh, wow. Another building? Oh, wow, great. Oh, church was so good today. It was full. People was all men. People were there. Oh, that's good. They don't have that same excitement. When you love something, there's an excitement that comes with it. I wish you could get excited, just excited by the move of God as you get when it pertains to your personal stuff. 
And you know, there are some people, they, they, are, uh, 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 they are really excited when they come down to theirs. And they're not excited about anything but their stuff. Anything that anybody else has, they ain't got no excitement about it. They don't support, they don't fellowship, they don't deal with nothing but their stuff. They, they have not been to nobody's birthday party. They throw a birthday party and want everybody to come. And when people don't come, they say the church don't love like they used to love. Y'all ain't saying much. Sometimes there are people that you hold them too high as far as what you're trying to do. As far as where you're trying to go. I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to do something for the Lord. I'm trying, and, and we love them and you go to them excited. You know what? I'm, 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 I want to tell you that, that, that I, I'm finna open my beauty pot. Well, you better watch it now because uh, I'm going to tell you about them beauty pot. They don't last long. They, they you know, they, I mean, I know you're all excited, but I just want to, I want to tell you now, the last thing I heard, they closing them down, you know. They, they, they got to remember now, they got that COVID and everything too, so your customers might, man, I just gave you my vision. I just gave you what God has put in my spirit. That's why I don't talk to everybody. Sometimes they say, well, pastor ain't tell nobody. I don't. I just go do it. Because you ain't going to talk me out of what God told me to do. And when I look at you and you got that, oh, that's all right. Let me move. Let me go. Let's start building. Get the plan. Next thing you know, it's up. When we were building this church, I wanted to go through every committee Every auxiliary talked to everybody about what we were getting ready to do. And I got to a point that I got to some meetings and there was some folk that had negative because the church was really big. And they thought I was going way beyond how big because the membership. At that point then, although they were very close and they were in high position, I disconnected them. You will never go to another meeting with me again. And God has given me a vision of something and you, I, 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 don't come tell me. Uh, and, and, and listen, sometimes people are trying to help and I do agree when people are trying to help. But when I'm convinced that God is showing me something, I'm convinced that God is telling me something. That, well, don't, don't, over, when I get, don't overextend yourself. I said, listen, listen, this is one that God done told me and God told me he's going to make the way. So I'm going to move forward with it. When I tell you what God done told me to do and tell you which direction, you ought to back up and say, I'll come right here. If God said it, let's go. Let's move. Let's take it. Let's take the land. It doesn't matter if we got two. It doesn't matter if we got three. One can chase a thousand. Two can put ten thousand to a flight. I thank God for all of our teams. I thank God for the deacons. I thank God for the finance team. And I thank God for the members. But when God give me a vision, I don't need your vote. Because sometimes you can be wrong. Amen. See, when, when God places a man in leadership as a pastor, the vision is directed by that particular. See, we can't have five set of eyes in here. You got two eyes, but it only see one vision. And when your two eyes start seeing double vision, something wrong with your body. But you got, you got two set of eyes, but one vision. So if, 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 if you are I and I'm an eye, we ought to be seeing the same thing. If you see something different than what I see, anytime you got two visions, that's called division. Now, let me tell you the people that you have to deal with. You have to deal with the people that are seeing double. Because if they're seeing double, their mind is double. So if the pastor has one vision for the school and somebody else got another vision that's contrary to that vision, that's double vision. Pastor has one vision for the, 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 the music department and then somebody else have another vision for that because vision doesn't come out of the arm. Hallelujah. Vision don't come out the leg. See, all of us got to know what our particular part is. See, the head carry eyes, smell, mouth. Y'all ain't saying nothing. 
And that's even when you get on a committee. You got to remember on that committee, if somebody has that, they're the ears, they're the eyes, they're the mouth, and they're the nose. Sometimes feet are trying to be mouths. And elbows are trying to see eye, be eyes. Y'all ain't saying nothing. When God gives you a vision for your life, when God gives you a vision for your business, when God gives you a vision for something that he's wanting you to do and you know that's God speaking to you, don't let anybody talk you out of it. Some of you, God has given you vision for your life and God said, and sometimes the problem is you, you look at the vision and when you look at the vision, you say, God, I don't have the provision. Don't worry about that. If God showed you the vision, he's able to give you the provision. He give, God don't give vision where he don't give provision. God don't give vision where he don't give provision. If he gives you the vision, he'll give you the provision. That's for your business. That's for your life. That's for the church. Can somebody say thank you? There are some things in your life that you have to wait to the right time to tell people. You keep them a secret until the right time. Because it has to be revealed in time. There are visions that you can't tell. When Jesus was on the mountain of transfiguration, he told three of his disciples, don't tell nobody until I get up. And then Jacob is wrestling and wrestling and wrestling, wrestling with God. Say, what is your name? He said, I ain't what I'm going to tell you. Ain't time yet. Amen. And, and then, and then uh, 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 Manoah, he, God comes to him. He wrestles with God and God says, I can't tell you. It's a secret. Know when you have to conceal your vision as a secret. And then when you reveal, look at somebody, know when to conceal and know when to reveal. My God, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Moses was concealed the first time when he, when he was born. He concealed him. Are y'all with me, saints of God? Jesus was concealed. There are some visions that you have to hide because they are not ready to be birthed. They are infant, and in their infant stages, people can kill them. And you don't share your infant vision to everybody because they can kill it. Some people can't handle your vision until it's nine months old. Some people can't handle your vision until it's born. And sometimes you got to be careful because if you tell the vision too long, it's young enough that they can kill it. Wait till it get big enough, can't nobody kill it. Wait till it get big enough, can't nobody destroy it. So that's why there's some things I don't tell you until it's so big that can't nobody kill it. You can't kill the gym now. You can't kill the school now because I had to wait to birth it out. You don't share everything with everybody. Wait. I found out who I can share my babies with. When God gave me vision, I find out every deacon can't handle it. Every, y'all with me? Every staff member can't handle it. Every member can't handle it. Are y'all with me? Find people that can handle it. Because, they're, 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 let me tell you, because not only that, if they're not mature enough to handle what you have, it will put something on them. Sometimes I don't tell people certain things because I don't want to mess them up. There's some things that God has showed me about myself and some things I don't tell everybody because, see, you, if you can't handle my vision, it will put something on you. Because Joseph, his friends, his brothers couldn't handle his dream. They was all right with him until he told his dream. Now, once he told his dream, a spirit came on them and they hated him. So there's some things God told me about me, I ain't telling everybody. Because I don't want to produce no haters. Sometimes y'all got haters because you told the wrong people your dream. So if you just shut your mouth sometimes and wait, you wouldn't have so many haters. You can't go tell everybody what God told you he's going to do. You can't go tell everybody God said you're going to be a millionaire. They say, oh, you think you all that. When Joseph told his brother, say, oh, you think me and daddy and mama going to bow down to you. And then he went and told him again, something you just shut up and say, God, I thank you. This is between you and me, but I know where you're taking me. You have to be careful what you tell them. 
Because if you tell them, sometimes they'll sabotage it. Y'all ain't said nothing. I wish I had some witnesses here. They'll sabotage it. Man, I have watched people sabotage what God getting ready to do. You can't tell them everything. They'll sabotage the minute. They'll sabotage what something you just do them when God said do them. Joseph's brother tried to sabotage his dream. They tried. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, if it's from God, they can't sabotage it. <laughs> Woo! Somebody say, hallelujah. Tell them it can't be sabotaged. I don't care. There is a position that God gets you in that when he's getting ready to bless you, he tells you to put your enemy in your most vulnerable spot and keep moving. When God is with you, he will tell you, tell the devil to get behind you. And that's the worst fighting place you want anybody behind you. You're so busy worrying about backstabbers, but that's where they're supposed to be. I want you to be behind me because I'm going somewhere. If you get in front of me, you may block the path, but you can't block my path from behind. You need your enemy behind I'd rather have a backstabber than a front blocker. Amen. Y'all ought to say something. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry about your backstabber. My God, you got a path that you can walk in. You're going somewhere. Woo! Shatabahasha. And I don't have to worry about a backstabber at all. Because God promised me something. I got security, goodness, and mercy. They're going to follow me all the days of my life. Tell somebody I got security. I know you have got some backbiters and some backstabbers, but you got somebody behind you. You got goodness and mercy. And before you get to me, you got to get through goodness and you got to get through mercy. Some of y'all don't know it, but witchcraft was behind you. Enemies was behind you. Demons were behind you. You just don't know the demons that tried to get to you that couldn't get to you. But goodness and mercy kept them back. Oh, Shatala Bahasha. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Some of y'all trying to figure out now. And let me tell you, their sanctuary is struggling because close people have started treating them funny. People that they really care about and have relationships would have started treating them firmly. And sometimes you wonder, why all of a sudden my best friend ain't speaking? Why all of a sudden we rode to church together, we talked together, we prayed together, now she won't even pick up the phone. I speak to her and she wave and go. Have you ever noticed it didn't happen until you got that new car? And when you testified about that new job, it's sad to say, but it's the truth. What God is intending to do for you can't be shared with everybody. Somebody say hallelujah. Look at somebody say, you got to keep your mouth closed. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now and give God the glory and praise God for what God's getting ready to do. You don't have to fight with people. You don't have to struggle with people. We spend too much time trying to explain, trying to make people support what we're doing, trying to make family appreciate you. 
trying to make saints support you. Saints, sometimes there are some mules. They will pass by you to go get a, a, some food that tastes nasty. just so they won't support you. And then, they never taste your food until everybody is nasty. Give, give a bad review. They don't mind going on Facebook rather than coming to you and telling you it wasn't good, they'll go on Facebook. And put a picture of your food on there. <laughs> Y'all with me? You put some braids in their head and they don't like the guilt they're going. Now they, what they did, they looked at that one of them supermodel head. And it looked good on that supermodel head. And they got an unsupermodel head. <laughs> That's a new word. So the supermodel look good with the braids. But it look on their head, it don't look good, and they'll put on that. They, they messed up my head. No, your mama and daddy messed up your head. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just put the braids on the head that your mama and daddy messed up. And now you're going to give everybody, y'all ain't saying nothing. They, they can't make you look like Beyonce. They can't make you look like, uh, uh, what it, Helen Berry? They can't make you look like that. That's your mama them. That, that, uh, you can't go blaming the saints and getting mad. Talking about I'll never go back to her again. You got to talk to your mama them about your head. That, that ain't got nothing to do with them braids. Destroy your business. Destroy your reputation. And we're yet trying to please them and connect, trying to move forward. And what God says, you got to realize when you're plowing with something that's not productive. And sometimes they're family, sometimes they're friends, sometimes they're church members, but cut them off. And you see, God, you don't have to be funny to cut people off. See, the problem is, especially with your sisters, you get too emotional. And so you don't just like to cut people off from, and I'm not talking about, when I say cut off, I ain't talking about not speaking to people, not praising Lord, but you don't know how to cut people off your emotions that's hurting you. And you don't know how to do it without acting crazy. See, when you cut folk off, you want everybody to know you cut them off. You go on Facebook, uh, uh, talking about cows and heifers and everything else on Facebook versus cutting off, amen, and just saying, Lord, I'm praying for them because you help them, but you, you got to show everybody. You got to walk in the church with an attitude. Don't speak at people at the door. Just roll your eyes at folk all doing church. That ain't how you handle that. When you're saved, you know how to cut it off without having a problem. God said, if your hand offend, you cut it off. If your feet offend, you cut it off. And, and, and sometimes, praise the Lord, what we're dealing with, sometimes we're dealing with people that they're too sensitive feeling-wise. There are some people that I try to work with, and I, God knows I try to work with them, but they're so sensitive. I'm, and, and you know, you can't work with me and be sensitive. Because I talk rough. When it comes down to business, I am rough. Amen, because when, when, when I'm in that mood and I want to do something, I may yell at you, I may holler at you, and every time I turn around, you, I got to come back and get you back out the dugout. Since Cow used to be like that, I tell her, I, say, I don't want to work with you no more. You're going back down there. Don't come down here. Because every time I, every time, every, uh, so Sherry, she was a little sensitive too. All of them a little sensitive. And I'm trying to let, get them to understand I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mean about it, but I'm passionate. And sometimes people around you don't understand. They can't, no, 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 they don't know the difference between being mean and being passionate. 
I'm in the kitchen cooking. I don't need you taking your time. Hurry up. Get the chicken done. The people went, oh, I'm quitting. No, you, you don't talk to me like that. No, I'm gone. Man, we trying to feed people. I got a hundred people over there and you sitting over there talking about your feeling. Pick up those greens, cut them, cook them, do whatever need to do. We got to feed the people. Sometimes people, pastors can't work with people because they're in the church. Every time the pastor say something a little tough, I'm going to leave the church. I'm going to find me another church. I, I'm going. My feelings hurt. Sometimes you got to get your feelings out of the way and just work in the kingdom. It ain't about your feeling. It's about the kingdom. They're going to leave the choir because I haven't said you're in the wrong tune. Somebody directing the choir said, you're too loud. I'm going. You got to disconnect sometimes from sensitive people. Because we're, we're fighting a battle. I don't need nobody who's so sensitive that sometimes I thank God for those in the soundboard. Some of y'all, I know you couldn't be there. Thank God for Isaac and Celia, Brother King, and all those that work with the sound. Thank God for y'all because these weak saints be done shot me a bird. <laughs> I be looking in the mirror. I'm talking about live, live, and they have that middle finger up somewhere. But you got to have some people that understand you and how to work. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And they understand I'm passionate because I need the sound. I don't need nobody shutting down. We got too many saints that are shut down. They'll shut down, shut up, won't show up, and bike up because somebody hurt them. You're going to get hurt sometime, and sometimes you may get hurt by me, but we're working together. And let me tell you something. God said if your hand offend you, cut it off. Your, your, your feet offend you, cut it off. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes people get so upset. And sometimes when they think they're so important, they think everybody need them. And they say, no, you ain't going to cut me off because you ain't going to cut me off because I'm a leg. And if you cut me off, you can't go nowhere because you done cut the leg. So I know pastor ain't going to cut me. I know this sister ain't going to cut me because I'm a leg. But I want to tell y'all something. They make false legs. Amen. They, amen. You, I may not be able to get there with you and I may be limping, but I can get there. They make crutches. So sometimes y'all worry because people think they got you in the lock that if you don't use me, I can't put liberty. They can give us a wooden leg. We can get some crutches, but we can get there. We ain't got to get there with you. I may, I may be hopping. Choir members, the choir can get there. I know you may have the voice, and I know you may have the soprano, but we might have to get somebody with a false soprano, but we'll get there. It may be, but we're going to get there. The choir going to sing the song. We don't have no musician. We might get a soundtrack, but we're going to get there. Amen. The cameras may go bad. We might have to use our iPhone, but we're going to get there. Somehow we're going to get there. We're going to feed the people. We might, not, we might not be able to cook. We might have to go get somebody to cater, but we're going to feed these people. I want somebody with an attitude that say, you ain't going to stop me. The work of the Lord will be done. The plan of God will get done. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Tell somebody it's going to happen. Whew, hallelujah. I wish I could get somebody to praise God. Tell somebody it's going to happen. <laughs> Grab somebody by the hand and say, what God said in my life is going to happen. Tell them what God spoke in my life is going to happen. The vision is going to happen. The business is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And God going to do something this year. Tell somebody it's going to happen. I don't know how. I don't know what way. Why? It's going to happen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise team. It's going to happen. Church members, it's going to happen. And y'all ain't sitting around here just looking at me. If you know something is about to happen in your life, why don't you praise the Lord? Why don't you give God the glory? Why don't you say thank you? Grab somebody by the hand and look them in the eye and say every vision that God has given me for my life, for my business, for where I'm going, for my house, for my family, 
from a job it's gonna happen and the devil can't stop it and the devil can't block it somebody say hallelujah somebody say hallelujah can somebody give God a praise tell about two or three people it's gonna happen it's gonna happen nothing's gonna stop it pray the Lord I can't wait till I go down to Darlene's clinic and leave from Darlene's clinic go down to Kizzy and get some healthy food and leave from there y'all ain't said nothing pray the Lord somebody or somebody ought to tell somebody it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and it's gonna happen to me I need a few saints that will give God a praise and say hallelujah we drove and tell somebody as soon as I disconnect I'm moving forward Reach over and tell somebody that if you ain't moving with me, I'll leave you right where you are. And I won't be by myself. Because he said, Lo, I'm with you. Always. Even until the end of the world. Tell somebody this is going to get done with or without them. For if God is. If God Look at somebody say If God is for me Who can be against me My God God gonna take them two chicken wings And and make a chicken business Yes he is He gonna take that cup of eating My God we gonna get the cup, the bowl And the plate Somebody ought to say hallelujah Tell somebody this is my year. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, some of us going full time in ministry this year. I may have this job, but after a while, I'm going to tell them I ain't coming back no more. Tell somebody it's about to happen for me. Can you put your hand together and say, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to disconnect. Hallelujah from the asses in your life. And let me share something with you, saints of God. Sometimes the asses are not people. But sometimes the asses are failures. Amen. Sometimes the asses are passes. Things that you've allowed yourself to be mentally connected to. That make you feel like you can't go no further. Failure is an ass. Because if you've ever failed trying to do something again. Sometimes you're stuck in your failing place. And the devil will tell you. Praise the Lord. He'll tell you you tried it before it didn't work. And you tried it again and it didn't work. But you've got to understand you've got to get a sports mentality. Hallelujah. Understand me when I say a sports mentality. you got to get an athlete's mentality. And, and, and every now and then when Paul was talking, he tried to give the saints an athlete's mind. For Paul said, hallelujah, the race. Hallelujah. He goes and trying to get the saints to get an athlete's mind. The race is not given and then Paul say so fight I not he's talking about boxing he's talking about racing and then he say we wrestle he talks about wrestling because he wants you to get the athlete's mind because an athlete goes to many plays that they fail and don't get the point but they got to stay in the game look at somebody say neighbor if you miss the shot stay in the game somebody say hallelujah nobody makes every free throw nobody makes every shot sometimes you miss 20 or 30 shots but that's alright I'm staying in the game look at somebody and say neighbor stay in the game even if you lost a shot stay in the game Pray the Lord somebody even if you lost a race there's another race coming somebody say glory somebody say glory I was talking the other day and I heard one of my friends brother Jones when I did look at football I was a Cowboys fan and he said what about them Cowboys and I thought I'd tell the church what about them saints what about them saints we can go through hell and come
come out victorious. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what about them saints? This year, we're making a comeback. This year, I'm going to take back every year. the devil has stole I'm going to take it back somebody say glory put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah look at somebody and say disconnect from the failures of your past disconnect from the hurts of your past disconnect hallelujah and move forward tell somebody move forward somebody say hallelujah in a car it has hallelujah it has reverse it has neutral and it has forward hallelujah I remember one of my cars particularly my Chrysler I had transmission problems in the car couldn't back up for some reason it couldn't back up it would move forward but it couldn't back up I had to park it in a particular spot because it couldn't back up look at somebody and say neighbor this year hallelujah January the 1st I found out I had some transmission problems tell them I can't I can't back up yeah I got to move forward I got to go higher higher Hook somebody and say, neighbor, I won't go back. I won't go back. I won't go back. See ya. See ya. See ya. Somebody. Somebody ought to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, disconnect from hurt, disconnect from pain. Somebody say, yeah. Disconnect from your past. Somebody say, yeah. I got to go forward. I got to go forward. I got to go forward. Somebody say, yeah. See, yeah. See, yeah. from you. That place that you've been spiritually seemed like you've been stuck. Look like it can't go nowhere. Somebody say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. And tonight I want to tell you the Bible declared that the preacher was the ox. The ox was a different type of animal. He wasn't like the horses. He wasn't like the mule. Somebody say, yeah. When the mule would put on him a carriage that was stuck and couldn't move, the mule and the horses, they didn't have the advantage, hallelujah, of the ox. For the mules tried to pull it up the horses tried to pull it standing up but a mule had this unique ability when the load is too heavy he gets down and digs the first two claws in the ground his back is up almost in a praying position that's why God called the preacher the ox and he would dig in and pull the ox was the he was an ancient tow truck. Somebody say yeah. The ox was the tow truck. And I come to tell you, last year some of y'all were stuck. Last year you couldn't get out of what you was in. But I come as an ox. To 
tell you we're pouring you out. Somebody say, yeah. I come tonight and tell you we're pulling you. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, the tow truck is here. We're going to pull you out of hurt and pain. The tow truck is here. Somebody say, yeah. See ya. We're gonna pull you out. Whatever you've been through, we're gonna pull you out. That spiritual low, we're gonna pull you out. Somebody say, Yeah, look, somebody. And tell them, tell, tell, tell them we're coming out. One saint, grab another saint, and another saint, grab another saint, and another saint, grab another saint. Come on here, tell somebody, grab another saint. Tell, tell somebody, the tow truck is here. Let's come out, let's come out. The Bible, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible declares Moses went down to Egypt six million six million saints were stuck down in Egypt and God called Moses say yes and say Moses I need a tow truck down in Egypt my people are stuck there Say, Pharaoh, let my people go. He put up the rod and the tow truck wouldn't crank. Flies came and the tow truck wouldn't crank. Lights came and the tow truck wouldn't crank. He didn't have the right key. But the Lord said, Moses, the key is in the blood. And Moses put the blood over the doorpost and trunk up and they left out. Tell somebody. somebody say neighbor I'm coming out tonight I've been here too long I've been in depression too long I've been crying too long I've been worried what they think about me too long I'm coming out Somebody ought to praise him, 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 Shatabaha. somebody and say neighbor Woo. we're coming out tonight tell them God gonna pull you out when you're stuck sometimes you don't have the power to get yourself out but the tow truck got the power and tonight the Lord told me to tell you while you're praising him while you're giving him glory 
Tell somebody I'm finna praise my way out of this. Woo, I feel this. Shanda, tell somebody I'm finna praise myself out of this. Somebody, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm finna praise myself out of this. Get out your seat, stand on your feet, and just start giving God praise. seat and pray. Somebody ought to pray. <laughs> Woo! Pray! Woo! Shout out! to just go ahead and dance. That's all right. Somebody who had danced in a while, don't worry about what nobody thinking. Just do your dance. It's all right. Woo! This is revival. Bless you, bless you. Gotcha. All right, sir. It's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Pray your way out. Pray your way out. 